0: Welcome to Reformation Lutheran Church. I'm filling in for Pastor Ken this morning. He's taking a break, probably a well-deserved break, and uh, we wish him well. We also would like to join have you join us from home. Hopefully we will be back in the sanctuary in a week or two. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, also, I would like to uh, give a shout out to all the service members who have given their lives for service of our country on this Memorial Day weekend. And of course, we know who gave their life for us here at the cross, Jesus. And that's why we're here this morning. So let's go ahead and... Start our opening hymn, Lord, I need you.
1: Bowing here,
2: I find my rest. Without you, I fall apart. You're the one that guides my heart. Lord, I need
0: Let us begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us.
3: But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us, forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways, to the glory of your holy name. Amen.
0: Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake forgives you all of your sins. As a called and ordained servant of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all of your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray. O King of glory, Lord of hosts, uplifted and triumphed far above all heavens, Leave us not with consolation, but send us the Spirit of truth, whom you promised from the Father. For you live and reign with him and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. We now continue with the reading of God's holy scripture.
3: The first reading this morning is from the book of Acts, Acts of the Apostles Peter and Paul, chapter 1, verses 12 through 26. Then the apostles returned to Jerusalem from the hill called the Mount of Olives, a Sabbath day's walk from the city. When they arrived, they went upstairs to the room where they were staying. Those present were Peter, John. James and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James, son of Alphaeus, and Simon the Zealot, and Judas, son of James. They all joined together constantly in prayer, along with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. In those days, Peter stood up among the believers a group numbering about 120, and said, brothers and sisters, the scripture had to be fulfilled in which the Holy Spirit spoke long ago through David concerning Judas, who served as guide for those who arrested Jesus. He was one of our number and shared in our ministry. With the payment he received for his wickedness, Judas bought a field. There he fell headlong his body burst open, and all his intestines spilled out. Everyone in Jerusalem heard about this, so they called that field in their language, Al-Kadamah, that is, field of blood. For, Peter said, it is written in the book of Psalms, may his place be deserted, let there be no one to dwell in it, and may another take his place of leadership. Therefore, it is necessary to choose one of the men who have been with us the whole time the Lord Jesus was living among us, beginning from John's baptism to the time when Jesus was taken up from us. For one of these must become a witness with us of his resurrection. So they nominated two men, Joseph called Barsabbas, also known as Justice, and Matthias. Then they prayed Lord, you know everyone's heart. Show us which of these two you have chosen to take over this apostolic ministry, which Judas left to go where he belongs. Then they cast lots, and the lot fell to Matthias, so he was added to the eleven apostles. Our second reading is from Psalm 68, verses 1 through 10. May God arise, may his enemies be scattered, may his foes flee before him. May you blow them away like smoke as wax melts before the fire. May the wicked perish before God. But may the righteous be glad and rejoice before God. May they be happy and joyful. Sing to God, sing in praise of his name. Extol him who rides on the clouds. Rejoice before him. His name is the Lord. A father to the fatherless, a defender of widows, is God in his holy dwelling. God sets the lonely in families. He leads out the prisoners with singing. But the rebellious live in a sun-scorched land. When you, God, went out before your people, when you marched through the wilderness, the earth shook. The heavens poured down rain before God, the one of Sinai, before God, the God of Israel. You gave abundant showers, O God. You refreshed your weary inheritance. Your people settled in it, and from your bounty, God, you provided for the poor. The epistle this morning is taken from the first book of Peter chapter four, verses 12 through 19, and chapter five, verses six through 11. Dear friends, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal that has come on you to test you, as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice inasmuch as you participate in the sufferings of Christ, so that you may be overjoyed when his glory is revealed. If you are insulted because of the name of Christ, you are blessed, for the spirit of glory and of God rests on you. If you suffer, it should not be as a murderer or thief or any kind of criminal, or even as a meddler. However, if you suffer as a Christian, do not be ashamed, but praise God that you bear that name. For it is time for judgment to begin with God's household. And if it begins with us, what will the outcome be for those who do not obey the gospel of God? And if it is hard for the righteous to be saved, what will become of the ungodly and the sinner? So then, those who suffer according to God's will should commit themselves to their faithful creator and continue to do good. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him, because he cares for you. Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith, because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of suffering. And the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. To him be the power forever and ever. Amen. Here ends the reading. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Alleluia.
0: Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Alleluia. The Gospel according to St. John, the 17th chapter. Praise to you, O Lord. After Jesus said this, he looked toward heaven and prayed, Father, the hour has come, glorify your Son, that your Son may glorify you. For you granted him authority over all people, that he might give eternal life to those who have give, you have given him. Now this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God in Jesus Christ whom you have sent. I have brought you glory on earth by finishing the work you gave me to do, and now, Father, glorify me in your presence with the glory I had with you before the world began. I have revealed to you those whom you have gave me out of the world. They were yours, you gave them to me, and they have obeyed your word. Now. And glory has come to me through them. I will remain in the world no longer, but they are still in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, protect them by the power of your name, the name you gave me, so that they may be one as we are one. This is the gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. <clears throat> our sermon this morning comes from our gospel reading of Saint John, the seventeenth chapter. And I pray that God would enlighten your hearts and your minds to know the height and the breadth and the depth of the love of Of God that he has for you in his son Christ Jesus amen during this pandemic we're living in troubling times families and friends isolated and separated people out of work our economy on the verge of collapse first responders and hospital workers putting their lives in danger each and every day Yes, these are troubling times. However, on a more of a lighthearted and positive note, one thing that's come out of this pandemic is my wife and I are caught up on all of our TV shows. And one of the TV shows that we are caught up on is about a family family who uh, got caught up in tax evasion. And the IRS took everything that they had. And they went from being, uh, living a posh lifestyle in Beverly Hills to going to a rural, countryside, backwards town and having to live in a motel. Uh, This millionaire, his retired, well-renowned soap opera actress and their two entitled children went from, instead of rags to riches, they went from riches to rags. And of course, this apparent disaster turned out to be a blessing in disguise because in the end they learned what being a family meant. But in contrast to the sitcom of this family who went from riches to rags, Jesus volunteered to leave his riches and put on rags and come here to the cross at Calvary for you. He voluntarily did this for you. As Paul wrote to the Philippians, he said, Christ Jesus, who although he existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped, but Emptied himself, taking the form of a bond servant and being made in the likeness of men. being found in appearance as man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even a death on a cross. Jesus emptied himself for one purpose. In one purpose only, and that is to fulfill God's will by going to the cross and dying for you. And in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth and all living things, and He said that it was good. Jesus was also there in the beginning. He was a co-creator of the world with God. For Paul writes in Colossians, he says, he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created, both in the heavens and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Even though God said when he created everything in the beginning that it was good, it was soon to fall apart. Our parents, Adam and Eve, after they partook of the tree of good and evil, sin and death entered the world. We now live in a fallen world. We can't even fathom what it was like in the beginning. Christ knew that he came to be born in this world only to die for the world's redemption. And this brings us to our gospel text this morning. Jesus, after he looked up to heaven, he said, Father, The hour has come. Glorify your Son, that the Son may glorify you, even as you gave him authority over all flesh, so that to all whom you have given him, he may give eternal life. Now, Father, glorify me together with yourself with the glory which I had with you before the world. Was You see, Jesus' ministry had now been fulfilled, and he told his disciples that it was now time for him to go to the cross to face an excruciating death so that he may destroy sin, death, and the devil for all eternity. He came to restore and redeem the earth, and put it in its rightful state. And so Jesus then asks the Father that he would return to his glory that he had in the beginning and will continue to have throughout all eternity. Jesus continued, he said, I have manifested your name to the men whom you gave me out of this world. They were yours, and you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Pastor, you might ask, what does it mean that they have kept your word? I remember on many occasions, Pastor, you told us that we're not promise keepers, but we're promise breakers. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. And the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Didn't we, just in absolution and confession, confess, most merciful God, we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone? We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. And we justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. Yes, this is true. And all have sinned. And all have fallen short of the glory of God. But pastor, you still haven't answered the question. What does it mean that They kept your word. Well, Jesus answers that, doesn't he, in our text this morning. He says, this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Now they have come to know that everything you have given me is from you, for the words which you gave me I have given to them and they received them and truly understood that I came forth from you and they believed that you sent me. In other words, if you confess that for the sake of your son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on me, forgive us, renew us, and lead us so that we may delight in your will, walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. You see, Christ came into the world and fulfilled God's law perfectly in your stead. Now you have kept God's word because Jesus took your sins upon himself here at the cross at Calvary. And through the gift of faith, God has credited you with his righteousness. You are now justified before God and declared not guilty of all of your sins for Jesus' sake. And while we await our final glorification, awaiting Jesus' second coming, Peter warned us this morning in our epistle, Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal among you which comes upon you for your testing as though some strange thing were happening to you. But to the degree that you share in the sufferings of Christ, keep on rejoicing so that also at the revelation of his glory you may rejoice in exaltation if you are reviled for the name of Christ you are blessed because the spirit of glory of god rests on you you see although the devil who is like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour God has given us all things in Christ that we may resist the fiery darts of the evil one. God says that you, He has girded your loins in truth. That is, every promise that God promises in His Scripture is for you because God cannot lie. He has given you his breastplate of righteousness. Now you stand before God as righteous because you wear the robe of Christ's righteousness. You stand before God righteous because you stand in Christ's righteousness and not your own. He has shod your feet with the gospel of peace, knowing that your salvation is a free gift based solely on God's unconditional mercy and grace. Something that we didn't earn, nor do we deserve. God has given you His shield of faith, Believing that it is a gift of God in receiving salvation and the forgiveness of all of your sins. This is not by your doing, this is by his doing of what he did here on the cross for you. He has given you his helmet of salvation, which is the word of of the Spirit. Christ promised that He would send the Holy Comforter. The Spirit of Christ dwells in you this very moment. The Holy Spirit to guarantee that you will cross the finish line. All of these gifts that God has given you will assure you that you will be able to withstand all of the fiery darts of the evil one. And on that final day, Satan will be cast into the fiery abyss for all eternity. And you will be ushered into heaven for all eternity with God. And if this wasn't enough, Jesus is mediating for you and praying for you continually, even now, as in our text this morning, in Jesus' high priestly prayer, Jesus concluded, I am no longer in the world, and yet they themselves are in the world, and I come to you. And now he prays, Holy Father, keep them in your name the name which you have given me, that they may be one, even as we are. In a sitcom, you can have some nice encouraging principles where a family goes from riches to rags and then discovers the closeness of what it means to be a family. However, Christ, on the other hand, volunteered to come down out of heaven, out of his glory, and put on rags, only to put on riches again when he rose from the dead. And you too have put on riches. You've put on Christ's robe of righteousness, even though it may feel like you're wearing rags now. But you will soon be glorified and put on riches beyond your wildest dreams when Jesus returns and you will spend all eternity with him. In the name of Jesus, amen. We now continue with our hymn of the day.
4: His dying breath has brought me life. I know that it is fit.
0: Let us now recite the creed that all churches of all ages has confessed in the Apostles' Creed.
3: I believe in God, the Father almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us now pray
0: for the well-being of the church and for all. Guard your people, O Lord, and grant us unity of faith and singleness of heart as we come to you in prayer. Lord, you have promised not to abandon your people, but to be with us always. Grant us grace to hear your word and faith to receive your holy sacrament with a repentant heart and keep what we hear and receive upon our lips and holy lives. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, you have delivered the saints from the fiery trial and raised up martyrs from the darkness of death to everlasting life. Give us courage that we may give bold witness to the truth in our own day and proclaim Christ to the ends of the earth. Lord, in your mercy,
3: hear our prayer.
0: Lord, you have power over all things and appoint an order on earth for the protection of the weak, the punishment of evildoers, and the encouragement of virtue. Bless all who make, administer, and judge our laws. Give them wisdom for the challenges of our times and preserve them from self-serving concerns. Give us grace that we may honor the gift of liberty and be good citizens and neighbors to all. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, you have compassion upon all who suffer. Give grace to the sick, to those with mental illness, to the dying in their last hours, and to those who grieve. Hear us especially for those in need here at Reformation Lutheran Church and those we name in our hearts before you. Grant them patience in their affliction and deliver them according to your gracious will. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, you have given us your Son as our Savior and Redeemer. He has set his table amongst us in the presence of our enemies that we might be fed upon the body of Christ and drink his blood. Guard the unity of this table that we would confess him with one voice and receive this blessed sacrament with one faith and hear our prayers for all whom gathering has been made difficult. Lord, in your mercy.
3: Hear our prayer.
0: Lord, you have daily and richly supplied us with all things for this body and life. Give us grateful hearts that we may receive your gifts with thanksgiving and bring to you our tithes and offerings. Lord, in your mercy,
3: hear our prayer.
0: Lord, we rejoice in the Savior's promise to guard the people who wear your name in baptism and faith until we are with you in your presence. Furthermore, guard us against the devil who prowls about like a roaring lion seeking those whom he might devour. Grant us the power to resist him and trust in you without fear. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. For those of you at home, go ahead and feel free to share the peace with one another. The peace of the Lord be with you. And also with you. Blessed are you, O Lord.
3: Maker of all things, through your goodness you have blessed us with these gifts. With them we offer ourselves to your service and dedicate our lives to the care and redemption of all that you have made for the sake of him who gave himself for us. Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.
0: The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. It is right to give him thanks and praise. It is indeed right and salutary that we should at all times and in all places offer thanks and praise to you, O Lord, Holy Father, through Jesus Christ, our Lord who on this day overcame death in the grave and by his glorious resurrection opened the way of eternal life. And so with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join in the unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, Lord God of power and might, <clears throat> in the night that Jesus was betrayed, he took, after he'd uh, given thanks, he took bread and he gave it to his disciples. And he broke it and he said, Take, eat. This is my body broken for you. And again, in the same manner, after supper and he'd given thanks, he took the cup and he gave it to them saying, this is the cup of the new covenant in my blood shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat the bread and drink from this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. And now, let's recite the prayer
3: that our Lord taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. And we do hope that
0: you at home will be able to partake of the Lord's body and blood in just a week or two, we hope. Again, the body and blood of our Lord shed for you on Calvary's cross for the remission of
3: all of your sins. Amen. Pastor, this is the blood and body of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, given and shed for the forgiveness of your sins. Amen.
0: We've now been fed the body and blood of our Lord May it strengthen and preserve us unto life everlasting. Depart in his peace. Amen. Amen. Now receive the benediction. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May he look upon you with favor and grant you his peace. Amen. We now conclude our service with our closing hymn, Living Hope.
5: My mm-hmm.
0: Serve the Lord and go in peace. Thanks, thank you, God. Amen. Thank you for being here this morning in worship and may God bless your day. Amen.